Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Des Isolation Discs. My guest today is an effervescent front woman. Born in Kansas and now a London native, she's from the Sunflower State, but traded it all for London Town. Her unique brand of folktronica and country has won her fans across the world. She's known as Angela Penholigan, she's a Sha-la-la, she's Piney Gear, she's even been Shadow Plays Agni Ant, but today she's my guest on Desert Isolation Discs. She once said in an interview, I don't stop. I get up, I work, I do music until the early hours of the morning, and then I do it all again, every day. Making music and performing music is creative and uplifting, and it's what makes me tick. Angela, hello, and welcome to Desert Isolation Discs. (laughs) It sounds like music is a pretty central part of your life. So today's exercise of picking the eight songs that you couldn't live without in a desert probably quite tricky for you oh my god it was so hard and i bet if you asked me again tomorrow it would be a whole new set of tracks but this is just what i felt today <laughs> well you only get one go i know so that's it. <laughs> i know but you know every day music is a moving art so today this is how i feel uh, yeah exactly yeah. has your attitude to music changed in your life and how it sort yeah of- well, you just discover and learn and get excited about new music, get excited about old music that's new to you and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm constantly discovering and getting excited and it inspires me to make my own music. And, mm. you know, I think I'll always love music, like a big passion. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. And so what's the first track that you've got for us today well i'm worried you'll think i'm really pretentious never because it's um mozart don't you know um non so pu non so pu cosa son which is an aria from la nozza de figaro mm-hmm. and it's um it's actually i always like mozart because i describe him like the Katy perry of his era like he was like the pop music of his time and um, I still think it's really mm. catchy and really accessible. So why yeah. not enjoy a little Mozart now and then? Mm. When did you first hear it? Um, well, I guess I always listened to classical music and church music mm. growing up. And um, I didn't really get into opera until university mm. where I studied voice. And I actually sang this aria. Um, <laughs> and and it was I just fell in love with Mozart and, you know, I guess in the same way that if you're a music snob and you say your favorite (laughs) band is Katy Perry, people might go, oh God, that's not very interesting, but I really like Mozart guys. So, you know, Radio 3, shoot me, but I really like it. (laughs) Fantastic. Let's hear it.
some Mozart there, um, Piney. So that was from your from your childhood. And how come then you were mainly exposed to classical music? Uh, yeah, well, my um, my parents were super religious. They mm. met on a Jesus people commune right. where they like prayed and harvested berries and nuts from the forest and made stew and mm. whatever. And they met there and um, it was all about Jesus and it always was. And, and I mm. went to church more than I I care to remember <laughs> growing up. So um, and, and then, you know, my parents, they really wanted me to be some kind of successful genius type kid I don't know so I got Mm. pushed into taking classical piano lessons and (laughs) learning French and doing long division and all this kind of stuff that I've since forgotten hedging their bets there (laughs) I think so yeah um but yeah so church music uh and classical music I grew up with that stuff Mm. and and I still Love it, you know. Yeah. I, I haven't shunned the past. No. I've just moved forward with it all. So, yeah. yeah. And do you, what's your relationship like with your parents for, you know, yeah. for them being very devout well, in that way? Or? My mom is no longer quite so devout. Oh. Um, and, and so my dad is now, he has a prison ministry in Seattle and goes oh, wow. to jail every Sunday and does a sermon for the inmates. And people say, oh, you've saved my life. You know, thank you for helping me find God. And I think mm. that's a wonderful thing to do for people, to yeah. give them hope and mm. make them feel good in a in a hard place like jail. Mm. So that's cool. And, and my mom still lives in Kansas City so Mm. she's um, doing her thing and I'm gonna go back and see her for 4th of July and (laughs) all that kind of stuff so you know it's good it's it's good they're just we're all doing our thing and Mm. and um, you know it's it's made me who I am today all that crazy stuff so um, what was it like growing up in Kansas City what's it like to to be a teenager in and and, uh, was did that have a big bearing on you then that your parents were uh yeah yeah, very um devout Christians well I felt really guilty when I discovered Guns N' Roses and (laughs) Depeche Mode and stuff and I was just like oh my god I'm going to hell because I really Mm. like this music and I can't help it so I must be going to hell (laughs) well by then my parents had split so I would play it at home Mm. and it was kind my mom was kind of fine with it Mm. um but growing up pre-Guns N' Roses was just like, yeah, you know, we just listened to good, wholesome... Yeah. I mean, if you want to Google it, I don't even know what you'll find, but I used to love Music Machine, which Mm. was like this kid's Christian record and they made like a few of them and yeah do you know sounds music like machine per- sounds like something perfect to sample <laughs> yes, for Heine it Gear probably <laughs> yeah yeah um there was this song with a snail and he sang about being patient because <laughs> he was so slow so what's the next choice you've got for us? Oh, uh, what have I got? I've got Camel Walk by Southern Culture on the Skids. Mm. And I discovered them when I saw a band called the Porn Huskers play a gig at <laughs> Davies Uptown. If you're in Kansas City, you know Davies. Um, and it was a Christmas concert. Mm. And they played, before they went on stage, they played the very first 
South Park mm. before it was ever on TV, and it was far ruder and more oh, grim really? than the than what you would see on TV. Yeah, and I loved it. <laughs> um, and then the gig was fantastic, and they have this song "Camel Walk," which has a dance that goes with it. And oh yes, my friend Tex, she was a bodybuilder, and she had a massive beehive, and she got up on stage and did the camel walk. And <laughs> it, it's just a really good memory for me. It was a really good night, and I love this band, and I've since seen them play about three or four times so enjoy well we need it yeah. sounds like we need to learn how to do the camel walk yeah and now we need to listen to it so yeah let, i'm let's doing go. it now so we're doing it in the studio yeah <laughs> We've had some camel walking in the studio, and I can confirm it's a great dance. <laughs> Ew, <thanks. laughs> um, so, obviously, then you uh, took uh, the, your opera degree, but you kind of fell into doing an opera degree That's at, right. at Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I went there. I really wanted to desperately leave Kansas City. Hmm. Sorry, Kansas City. <laughs> um, Kansas City is great, but you, know, you always want to leave where you're from, right? Hmm. So. Um, but I, I got a scholarship to this music school and it was local and it was kind of cheap. And mm. I just, with, with American college fees, what they are, mm. I just had to go there. And I got a good music education, mm. but I set out to study drums and percussion. And then I lived in this kind of ghetto apartment and it got robbed and I couldn't <laughs> afford to replace my marimba and all my drums and sticks and everything. So I changed my major to voice, mm. which everyone thinks is weird because not many people do that but I was just like well I sing pretty well and no one can steal your voice mm. and um I had to audition and they went you know what yeah you go ahead you can sing go ahead so I studied opera and you know that was weird in itself because yeah. before then I'd never even seen an opera really but I love singing and I just thought oh well yeah, let's do it. You and what's know? the opera scene like in Kansas? Oh, it's pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of good people have left there and gone on to sing at the New York Met. Mm. Or um, a girl I did my senior recital with sang at the Vienna Opera mm. House and stuff. So, I mean, it produces some pretty good singers, you know. Were you ever tempted to, to go down that path? And... Yes, but, you know, your whole life is governed by this tiny little voice box mm. and and it didn't suit me to not eat ice cream or not stay out late <laughs> watching indie bands and cuz you have to nice. shout over loud music and then you're damaging your voice and it's like you know what i that's not for me no. so i i i learned a lot like how to tour and not damage your voice when you're singing night after night yeah. or how to support a sound 
you know, and and I had to kind of unlearn my vibrato because that's not very indie. And yeah. so your third choice today is sort of linked to that time, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, I discovered Stereo Total in Kansas City at Recycled Sounds, which was my favorite record shop. And I'd go there and hang out and everyone would listen to records with headphones and talk about how cool this album was or that album was. And I got really into Momus and there was a label called Bungalow and... Japanese pop and I got into all this stuff that was just so far away from Kansas City because I couldn't physically get away. I mentally got away through music <laughs> and I discovered Stereo Total and I loved them because they were all cool and they had all this sassy attitude and they were like French and German and they were just cool. So this is Holiday End. Stereo Total there with Holiday Inn. I'm here with Piney Gear, my guest on Desert Isolation Discs today. <laughs> um, so after you'd uh, been to university in Kansas, mm-hmm. um, you you actually moved over to London in 1998, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that's right. Well, remember. <laughs> so what made you want to move over to the UK? Yeah, well, I actually did one cheeky semester here <laughs> in 96, and I um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved the music. I loved the culture. I loved the quirky, weird people. <laughs> do you still feel very much an American kind of citizen? or do, do Yeah, I do. Like it's, it's funny. London feels like my home, mm. but I feel very American here. You know, I'm like, hey, y'all. <laughs> and, you know, this weekend I made mac and cheese balls that are deep fried. And, you know, it's like you can take the girl out of Kansas, but you can't take the Kansas. <laughs> is out of the girl. <laughs> so I'm here and I, I very much feel like a, an alien, but it's kind of a nice feeling. And do yeah. you sort of play up to that in a group or do um, you tend to... depends on the group, I yeah, suppose. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's fun. It's fun to toggle between cultures and I feel like a citizen of the world. <laughs> so yeah. what were your like, early memories of being an alien? In, in yeah, America? being an alien. Well, it was weird because I didn't know anybody. I literally came here and I didn't know anybody. Mm. And I was a barmaid at the Medicine Bar on Upper Street, which isn't there anymore. But it was really cool when it was there. Uh. And I met these really nice people. And I did some courses at St. Martin's and met some more really nice people. And mm. it was just such a freeing time for me. And I think I'd been fawning to leave Kansas City. No disrespect, Kansas City, because I love you, but uh-huh. um, just for you know, shake things up a bit for myself, yeah. and um, and I did it, and I did it in quite an extreme way, you know. <laughs> um, and, and do you see yourself always staying in London? I don't know. 
Hmm. Yeah, good question. I don't know. I'm starting to miss the sunshine. Well, I should say that we've actually escaped the rain, uh, a rainy uh, April day, uh, to come into Piney's Sugar Town Studios That's right. uh, yeah. in, in Hackney. And we're very happy to be here. We've got your signed picture of Dolly Parton on yes. the wall. And uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. So yeah, your next tune has, uh, relates to this first city. Yeah, well, it's London is the Place for Me by Lord Kitchener. And it's about the sunniest London song I could find. London is the place for me London, this lovely city You can go to France or America India, Asia or Australia But you must come back to London City Well, believe me, I am speaking broad-mindedly I've been traveling to countries years ago, but this the place I wanted to know. London, that's the place for me. I think we're all feeling quite patriotic towards London Town after that song. <laughs> um, so you started out as Angela, but you are to to a lot of our listeners, you they'll know you as Piney. When did Piney first come about? I came to London and I realised I studied classical music, but maybe that's not the music I naturally want to make, and started writing my own songs. I was in Vic 20, which was a synth-pop duo, and then Mm. um, got signed to Truck Records as a solo artist, Piney Gear, Mm. and... And I've been making records ever since, you know? Um, (laughs) And, yeah. Are you and Piney the same person? Do you well, think we you... are, yeah. I mean, I, I, when I was tiny, 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 I called myself Piney. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no idea where that came from or why I started calling myself that. Mm. But people would just be like, what's your name, little girl? And I'd go, I'm Piney. <laughs> and they'd go, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> what a crazy name, you yeah. know. Um, and my mom would go, no, you're Angela. And I'd go, no, I'm not. I'm piney, you know, get it right, woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and gear, because I could never say girl properly. You you found a, a fan base relatively quickly, didn't you? you well, know, your very lucky. was very yeah. lucky, uh, yeah. It was incredibly well received. Thank you, because yeah. Because it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, you went touring. I mean, we first met when you were supporting a radio. That's right, When yeah. you were doing two gigs a night, as you were telling me in the past. Yeah, and, yeah, it was uh, pretty... Uh, yeah grueling but a wonderful experience to to gig and gig and gig and gig i mean Mm. i feel like i've really found how to be on stage because i think you have to learn that you know it's daunting if if you've never done it to get up there and just hi everybody it's tiny you know you have to figure out how to make that work and do you think that 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 is a way that you can have a bit of a persona to to you know remove yourself from it and yeah it kind of gives you a little leg to stand on you know because i i guess i'm not super shy but everyone has a little part of them that's like vulnerable and you wouldn't necessarily want that 
want to share that with the whole wide world because mm. it's your human being, you yeah. know? So for me, it helps to have that little bit of persona to go, well, that's when I'm on stage, I'm piney. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, you feel more weight as a front person when mm. you're the one who's like, I'm piney. This is me. This is my wonderful band. Mm. And I'm blessed to have these players. And I have to say, even if they're not speaking or singing, they're completely contributing vast amounts of stage presence and yes. wonderful music and great musicianship. And, and I would be nothing without them. Mm. But when you're fronting it, it's a different vibe than when you're sharing that, that responsibility. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's definitely very different, mm. you know. And what's the next track you've got? The next track today? I chose is By the Sleepy Lagoon, which is an Eric Coates song. And mm. I chose it because um, it's the Desert Island Discs song. And if I was... The show that must not be mentioned. Well, if I was stuck <laughs> in the actual desert mm. and I was on an oasis, because I assume that's where the deserted You'll island is. You'll be well looked after, yeah. Is, um, I would, I'd listen to Radio 4, you know, and if I didn't have reception, then this song would remind me of one of my favorite shows. So I'm here with my guest on Desert Isolation Discs, Piney Gear, and we were talking about um, your career as a musician there. Mm -hmm. um, so Piney has evolved quite a lot, hasn't she? Yeah. She, uh, she was folktronica, as we were yes. talking earlier, and then um, you began uh, playing country music. That's right. Why was that, and what do you see the future of Piney's style being? Yeah, well, um, the country incarnation exists because Piney was electro mm. initially kind of like you say folktronic with bits of real instruments plenty of guitar exactly hmm. and then um i got asked to play this working men's club with an americana band and i thought those guys aren't gonna like <laughs> me like i just do this weird music so i got some friends together to do country covers of my first album <laughs> and we did a set, a proper country set, because I'm from Kansas, don't you know? Mm. And um, and it went down an absolute storm. And I have to say, I, I didn't expect that. It was just like a novelty <laughs> set for us, and, you know, friends making some music. Yeah. And and it was like, oh, will you play my festival? And when are you going to release an album? And oh, my God, that was amazing. And I just thought, what? 
what yeah. have I done? So, so we go, oh, yeah, sure, we'll play your festival. Oh, yeah, we'll make an album. And it just kind of, like, evolved pretty organically as some friends just making some music. Mm. And um, so the first roadshow album sort of half covers of the first album and half new material we wrote together as a group mm. and then um did a lot of touring and that album did well for us and then i did another kind of folktronic album with the age of reason which mm. is a bit more um insular mm. and then another roadshow album uh, which was probably our last roadshow album because those guys have gone off and got married and had kids and done all that stuff. <laughs> that. So, you know, I still see them ra- around at the pub now and then, but mm-hmm. they're they're pretty busy with other stuff. Um, but I do think Jesus Wept was, you know, it was a fun record to make with Absolutely. those guys. And then Geronimo was my most recent album. Um, and I made that in LA with, um, Rob Campanella from Mm. the Jonestown massacre and, and he's got an amazing studio and we churned that album out in six days because it was sunny and gorgeous and we were just making music and it just flowed like that. Um, but this album I'm making now, we're Mm. making in this this very very hackney studio that we're in. Um, and it's being mixed. It's almost finished and I can't wait to unleash it on the world. How to describe it? It's, (sighs) it's indie pop, but it's kind of, I don't want to sound pretentious with it, but there's a, a little bit of like some Steve Reiche, like repetitive classical elements, okay. but not in a fusion way. Cause that would be maybe wanky, <laughs> but it's kind of just, it's a little bit flaming lips ish. Mm. I don't know. It's really hard to pigeonhole. Oh, yeah. You're the first person to ask as well. And I'm like, Wow, I don't oh, you, know. You've wetted my appetite. When, yeah. when, when's it going to um, be unleashed upon the world? Any ideas? Well, it should be mixed any day now. And um, I think we'll start rolling it out in the fall. So I have time to make videos and do the yeah. artwork and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm really excited with how it's shaping up. Excellent. Well, yeah, can't wait to hear it. I'm sure it will make a few uh, people's desert isolation discs themselves I one day. I hope so, <laughs> yeah. So what's the next piece of music you've got for us? It's, uh, it's one that's very dear to your yeah. heart. Yeah, well, it? I love Dolly Parton. Mm. As you can see by my signed autograph picture of Dolly's Dolly looking down on the wall. Mm. Um, yeah, and this is 9 to 5 because it gets me going in the morning. Lovely. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five Dolly Parton there, and I think you're quite excited yeah, to see her at Glastonbury, aren't I you, can't Angela? Wait. <laughs> um, so, the, I mean, 
the lyrics of a song sort of say it all there. You know, you, uh, you've had uh, lots of nine to fives in the uh, in the music industry. Yeah. Uh, you've worked for some of the biggest labels in this industry: uh, Beggars Banquet, EMI, Universal, uh, and Mute. Um, how do you find juggling a day job uh, and you know recording as pioneer and gigging? Uh, is that a difficult balance? Yes. In a word, yes. <laughs> mm. But it's um it kind of depends a bit on your employers and their how how much they accept you mm. and what you are and what you do. Mm. I mean, some people would go, "Oh, piney is your hobby. That's cute." And I'd be like, "Okay, you don't get this at all, do you?" Um cuz it's very important to me. It's mm. kind of I I don't feel right if I don't do it. Yeah. So um the balance if it's not right, it can kill kill me mm. like metaphorically. So um yeah, it's difficult, and finding the balance has been a real tough one. Yes. Um, but I've learned an awful lot from every step of that journey, so do I don't you, regret uh, it ever, you know. How do you keep the motivation going? And also, have you ever been close to going full-time with Pioneer or, or um, you know, trying to yeah. really gun for that? Well, I mean, it's just money, really. Yeah. Um, it's. It, I hate to sound cliched, mm. but um, people don't buy music like they used to. Mm. And I think if I was a band in the 60s or even the 90s, I'd have a flourishing career as a singer-songwriter and tour the world and yeah. and all that. But that's not how music is consumed these days. Yeah. It's, it, and that's, that's fine. I don't lament it because mm. this is how I live. This is the world we're in. Um, but but it must... means you have to be creative about how you make ends meet and how you balance your work life mm. kind of conundrum. And I mean, do you, do you have any resentment for it? Cause obviously you, you've worked in, in the music industry yeah. and they've, you know, obviously had to sort of puzzle over it, uh, yeah. in, in their own way. But from a, from a musician's point of view, you know, when you're talking to someone down the pub and they say, Oh yeah, I, download your album or i got yeah. it off spotify for free or whatever yeah i, I mean is that does i guess it rank with you at all or? i kind of i love that my music connects and that's really my goal like i didn't go into music to be a millionaire which mm. is thank god or i'd be really <laughs> disappointed but i went into music because i have this in me and i desperately want it to connect with other people mm. and it that's performing live or selling records or whatever it is, if you're connecting, it's really satisfying. And that's why I do it. Um, so you can curse it mm. and, or, or just go, Hey, it's great. My music connects. Yeah. And that's, I genuinely am just delighted. My music connects. Mm. And if anyone wanted to buy my album, that would make a difference. Fantastic. And if you want to stream it, cool. Cause as long as you like it, yeah. you know, um, I'm happy. So what's the next track you've got for us today? What have I got? I've got Wanda Jackson, Funnel of Love, because I love Wanda. She's such a legend. She's still out there working it, and I think that's <laughs> awesome, and I want to be like that one day. Um, and I had the, the pleasure of supporting her at the Luminaire before it shut down, and mm. it's just such a beautiful memory for me and kind of a... A, a magic evening, you know, where I got to meet Wanda Jackson and she called me Penny Gear and stuff. And I was just like, oh, you can call me whatever you want, Wanda. Um, so, yeah, this is Funnel of Love, my favorite Wanda song.
Jackson there and we were just reminiscing about the passive aggressive signs in the <laughs> Luminaire in Kilburn yeah. which uh, used to tell you to be sure, uh, to be quiet when you when the bands were on which you know is, uh, is good respect yeah. for bands. Um, so one of uh, Pinegar's many um, uh, appearances yeah. uh, in public was this uh, PG Tips the resident agony aunt That's right. of Shadow Play Fanzine my, my <laughs> own fanzine and uh, it's was one of our most popular features and still is. Yeah. Um, so why not bring it to the world of podcasting? Uh, we've got a couple of questions that, are, that have come in for us. Oh, my um, goodness. No, this has totally sprung on me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you'll, you'll, have to, uh, you'll have to forgive uh, if she's got to, to come up with something at yeah. short, short notice. But I'll read the first one out, which has come to me anonymously. Okay. It says, Dear Piney, I'm genuinely confused as to which way to vote in the referendum over Scottish independence. Oh. I have a patriotic passion for deep-fried Mars bars, but can't <laughs> imagine life without enjoying watching toffs like David Cameron cheering on Dan- Andy Murray at Wimbledon. <laughs> Please help. Um, and I have to say, I didn't read that in the voice of the original okay. contributor. Okay. Uh, it was Scottish. <laughs> okay. So uh, what do you say? I Should they... <laughs> Um You know what? It... Politics is an area I try and steer clear of because it's uh, so many people are passionate Mm. about it and it's like religion or anything else that you really, you can argue your side, but there's always a valid other side. But that being said, everyone wants their freedom. Mm. It's a bit like when you leave home, isn't it? And you're skinned, but you're like (laughs) delighted that you can drink beer on a Monday night if you want or eat cookies for dinner. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I can't answer that quandary. Mm. All I can do is put a perspective on it. And have you ever had a deep-fried Mars bar? Or what's your favorite kind of British food, if, if you have ah, I had my first deep-fried Mars bar this Christmas, this recent Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> well, it was just before, and it was um, – I couldn't eat the whole thing. I had, like, three bites, and it, it was pretty good, but mm. more, more delicious than I expected. <laughs> but it was far too rich and sweet for me to They're quite something, aren't finish. they? Yeah. yeah. You should try a deep-fried bounty. Uh, my dad uh, helped me get get one of those ah. when I was younger and uh, yeah burn your tongue on coconut that's that's ah, an experience delightful <laughs> and so our second question uh-huh. we've got, um says dear piney do you know how the hell you make money out of fanzines and podcasts <laughs> it, this one's just signed with the initials al ah, i wonder who that is 
How the hell? You could get a sponsor. That's true. Perhaps Mars and Bounty would exactly. sponsor you, I'll, whoever I'll, you are out there. I'll get them yeah. to write to them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what's the final track that you've got for us today? Ah, it's the Pixies and it's Here Comes Your Man. And I love the Pixies and they make this song makes me think of my man. And that's kind of cute and maybe sickeningly cute, like a Mars bar that's Tell us about Gary then. He's also uh, a musician, Yeah, he, he is. He meet? how did I hated his guts when I met him. <laughs> I met him backstage at Truck Festival and he was with someone wearing a Kansas City Royals baseball cap. <laughs> so I went bouncing up to them. Oh my god, I'm from Kansas City. And they were drunk or something mm. and um really not interested in talking to me and i thought what what a rude couple of boys i was just being nice <laughs> and then um Shlalala's played with Gold Rush at the cellar in Oxford. And I said, oh, remember me from Truck? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, F you then, mister. <laughs> Thought, oh, what a jerk. And then I went to Truck, truck Studios with the Roadshow to record Lucky Me. Mm. And he showed up. And I was a bit like, what are you doing here, <laughs> you awful man? And he was like, oh, I was invited. Yeah. And he kind of helped write Lucky Me. And then I was kind of like, oh, I guess he's not that bad, you know. Sounds like playground attraction to kind me. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. And then he pulled my hair and chased me around the playground. No. <laughs> and then, it, actually, we were just friends for a while, you mm. know. And I, I assessed that he was not an asshole. And um, it was quite a slow burner, mm. our our uh, relationship mm. but this song makes me think of him and that's so sappy so i'm sorry but this sappy is here is comes good. your man um, if yeah. sappy means the pixies then so be yeah. it because that's fantastic thanks Pixies there, your final track, Angela, and uh, what a great way to finish. Um, so, yeah, you're stranded in a desert island. How do yeah. you think you would cope? 
Um, well, I love being warm,、mm. so I'd be kind of fine with that.、Mm. I assume that there must be some kind of oasis situation where there's like a lake and a palm tree, right? We'll give you somewhere to chill out. Okay, <laughs> so you know, as long as I've got that, and you've got the camel walk to, yeah, you know, I can walk like、in. a camel, and that'll be cool. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs>、um, so we've heard your eight tracks. If you were only able to keep one、uh, to save from the the crash that's put you into the、oh. desert, what would it be? Oh my good god, that's such a hard choice because like they each have、mm. such meaning. I know we're not very kind, are we? No. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe I would pick. Though it's a tough call, it's between Camel Walk because it's so apt,、mm. or Pixies because I love the Pixies and it has such a nice connotation. But then nine to five would be good because I could celebrate that I don't have to go to work anymore. That's true. You know, like ha ha.、Um, oh, let's go Pixies! <laughs> yeah, this fantastic track.、Mm-hmm. Um, And also, we、uh, we're very kind on Desert Isolation Discs in that we give you the Tiger Who Came to Tea and also the complete Red Dwarf box set, which you'll obviously need、ah, when you're there. Ah, cool! What other luxury item would you like to take?、Um, I would love a really big, comfy bed <laughs> with pillows and all that. Just a nice, comfy place to relax. You'll have plenty of time, and you've got some great records、yeah. to listen to. A nice, comfy bed is yours,、yeah. Angela. It's been fantastic、Thanks. having you on Desert Isolation Discs. Thank you very much for listening.、Uh, remember, any likeness to any、uh, radio shows, alive or dead, is entirely coincidental. And、uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.